tribes in agreement? Yeah, we're hungry. Let's go. So we went to North Little Rock on our way home and went to CeCe's Pizza. Praise the Lord for CeCe's Pizza. I love their chicken noodle soup. That's why I, I, I do. I know it's a pizza place, but I love their chicken noodle soup there. And so I love going in there. And uh, there was a family that sat, me and Taylor sat in a, in a, we isolated ourselves right there in the middle around everybody. And uh, we sat right there. And there was a family that came in and sat by us. How many love going to restaurants and hearing babies cry right next to you? One of my pet peeves of my uncle, he'd sit down and he heard a baby cry in a restaurant. He's like, why don't they get up and take the thing out of here? Sometimes I had to admit I'm the same way. I'm like, man, can we take them to the car and give them something? Give them what they need or give them what they want? Something. Do something with them. Lord, I'm sorry that I'm just transparent and these people are so holy and they don't think like me. I'm sorry. This kid, this kid goes to crying. While he's crying, he's not hurt. There's nothing wrong with him. He, he looks to me, I don't know, about that tall, whatever age that is. What, what age is that, Sister Desiree? But he was walking, and he could talk. Well, there you go. He, he could talk. He could walk. And so there he is, uh, whatever age that, that right there is. They give all the kids, they had four of them, and they give them all like dollars. They'd come to the table, get a dollar, and go right back into the game room. Well, you know how it is. He's the, he's the runt. You know, he's, everybody's doing, you know, these other kids are like this tall, whatever age that is. And they're like, I, I don't know if they're stealing his dollar. I don't know if they're beating him up while we're not looking. I don't know what's going on. But he, you can see he's not hurt. As a mama, you know when a baby cries if the baby's hurt or if you just say, hey, put some dirt on it, keep moving on. Right? We've all did that. We, we know when kids are hurt. We can hear that cry. This kid was just a whiner. I'm just telling you, he was a whiner. He was just a whiner. And so here he is crying. And he sits down on his backside right in the middle of the floor. And his mom and dad are like, I don't know how to explain it, but th their booth is just right around the corner so they can't see him. And he's sitting there in the floor. He's crying on his bottom. And I'm looking right at him. He's going, ah, ah. And I'm like, oh, shh. I want to take that dollar and tape his mouth shut with it, but I restrained myself. So anyway, he's just crying. And I'm thinking, man, can his mom and dad not hear that? Because they're, I mean, they're, they're closer than I am to him. Can they, they're deaf to it. They're just deaf to it. They hear that kid do that all the time, so they're deaf to it. They don't, they don't understand it. And so he goes on and on and on, but he's not getting the attention that he wanted. So here he is on, on his, his back. Can I say bottom? He's on his bottom, and he just starts scooting across the floor, getting closer to his mom and dad and crying. I was like, you are such a faker. I just wanted to point him out and just expose him for what he was, this little three-year-old faker, trying to get his parents' attention. And finally, I mean, the dad, just a big old huge burly guy, and he gets up and goes, what's wrong, baby? I was just like, oh, are you kidding me? I can tell you what's wrong, and I'm not even going to ask him. He goes over, and he just starts to bait. But when the, when, the, when the dad stood up, and he got over in the vision of the little boy, this is, this is no lie now. I'm, I'm not lying in the pool, but I wouldn't lie outside of it. This boy goes to truly crying. He went from fake crying 
to Christ. He finally got the attention of his father, and he went to boo-hoo. And, and tears started going. I was like, he turned on the faucet, man. This is a true story. And his daddy just went over there and loved him. Told the kids, I could, I, you know, I'm sure he was getting on to the kids. Some, hey, don't, don't push him down. Don't steal his dollar. Whatever he's telling I don't know. But I was just amazed at how he went from faking it to really putting on the waterworks and getting his dad to, this was part of my sermon at one point, but I'll find it here in a minute. He began to cry, real tears. His daddy knew exactly what had happened. Now his siblings, they're all in, in trouble and everything. Okay, we, we got them. I'm sitting here reading this Psalms, and I'm, I'm listening to this psalmist speak these words. And it, it's a roller coaster. When we get through this here in a minute, it's a roller coaster of things that he's saying. Yeah, it's the highs and the lows, and it's just in 28 verses. It just This kid was on a roller coaster yesterday. I mean, he went from faking it to laying it on thick. And, of course, after Daddy went in there, then he just hopped around and played like he had a new, you know, silver dollar or something. I don't know. He was, he was happy with everything. I don't know if they went over to that claw machine that gives candy out every time. Whatever it was, he was happy with it. The psalmist is painting a, a picture here, and it's a dim picture. He humbly begs God to take notice of his, of his affliction. Have you ever been there before? You get down on your knees and say, God, remember me? I, I live in Greenbrier, 72058. I've got problems. I, I've got a, I've got a, cant a cantankerous boy. God, I need help. Where are you at? We do that. And that's what the psalmist is doing here. We hope God hasn't turned his back on us. And you know what? And I love this part. I, I seem to talk about this just like every other day. That our time is not God's time. And if you'll notice, he wants God to answer speedily, quickly. Come on, God. I know you're, I know you're able. I know you're faithful. I see it in your word. I believe your word. I believe the promises. And now I want it quick. If, if Taco Bell could get me my food in two-minute flight, God, you can do this. Isn't that the way we are? Through page one already. Wasn't that, wasn't that quick? Weakness and not strength describes the person with adversity. When we're in a place like this or a season like this, it's real hard to start a prayer with high praise when we're in a desperate situation. When I'm praying, I start out so much of the time. I do pray the, 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 uh, the Lord's Prayer. I pray that all the time. But then I also jump into Revelations and I start praying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. I start praying that prayer. Uh, and it's not necessarily a prayer in the Word, but it's a prayer to me. And I start praying that it's, it's habitual. But it's a good habitual thing to do because I'm just, I, it gets me to a spot I need to be in my prayer. But you know what? When I'm desperate, when I'm in need, when I have problems, I'm not ready to go to God and pray and praise and worship. God, I am so thankful that you drained my bank account. I am so thankful that my, my husband, my wife left me. I'm so thankful, God, that we don't do that, do we? 
when we're in trouble, we're like the kid at CeCe's. And then when daddy comes along, I, I don't know, there's an emotion there. I faked my parents out before. Come on. I faked my parents out before when they come around. It was just like, they do love me. He just went to balling. My dad's here. He's going to take care. He's going to put a knot on my brother's head. It's going to be great. <laughs> Psalms 100. I'm going to get you in a whole other chapter right here. The whole thing. We're going to read it all. Psalms 100. A Psalm of Thanksgiving. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. All ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. That's the way we all come in praising God, isn't it? But not all the time. That's the way we should come in. When you're doing your daily journal today, mark it down. I read Psalms 100. Okay, so you can check that one off the list. You can get, you can get through all, all the chapters of the, the word. A cry for help is more appropriate when we're in a desperate need. The Bible instructs us how to come to him. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. But sometimes it just feels like, God, I just got to call your name. I, I, you know I love you. You know I want to come to you and praise you. But I'm desperate. I need to talk to you right now. I don't want to go through a ritual. I don't want to go through a habit. I need you now. I got to have you right now. Hear my prayer, O oh Lord. Let me cry, let, let my cry, let my cry come to you. If there were immediate answers for your desperate dilemmas, you wouldn't be distraught as you begin your prayer. We're hoping God hasn't turned his back on us and that he'll answer us quickly. When we're hurt badly, Time drags on. Time drags on. I was reading this. I kept thinking about the hospital. When you're in the hospital, time drags on, man. It's a different clock they use. It's not a real one like we, we see. We're watching our favorite episode or whatever it might be, and it ends too quick. We love that show. But when you're in the hospital, time drags on. There's like 38 hours of daylight when you're in the hospital. And then the night's like 40 hours of nighttime. And then you've completed one day. That's the way it feels. Peyton was laying in the hospital. That's the way it felt. In desperate need. We want God to answer us quickly. When we're hurting bad, we want God to answer us quickly. But time drags. But guess what? God doesn't work on our timetable. He doesn't work on our timetable. He doesn't. Not at all. I was so smart today. I got on Google. And then I listened to these words over and over. I'm going to try to pronounce them correctly. I'm fixing to talk about this just a little bit. Chronos time. 
I get somebody else up here, they could really help me out. I'm going to talk about that here just a little bit. He works on his own time, and his time, I, I did this myself. This is not any, any of his study notes, so I just want to give you this, Taylor. This is tongue twister for me. He works on his time. We're talking about Jesus. He works on his time, his own time, and his time is on time every time. The Greeks had two words for time. Kronos and I say Kairos. How many ever eat that Kairos syrup? That's about the way this is spelled, so I'm going to put a Kairos. It just gives me that deep, dark maple flavoring. I just. Kronos time is the endless tick tock of the clock. It's what we set our time to. What we're, we, we, work, we, we set our clock, we get up by the alarm clock, we go to work. That's Kronos time. Chronological progression, the long wait for something wonderful or something dreadful. Kronos time. Bacaro's time is a season. A season. I know right now, Sister Kim and Sister Metzer, we've talked about this over and over and over before. And I'm sure I have with some others in here too, but I, just, I remember talking with you guys a couple of different times about it. It can be so enjoyable, you lose track of Kronos time. When you're in a season of blessing, when you're in a season where you just, your God is so big, and you just can't believe all the things that he's doing for you. God, things are just lining up. People's getting saved in our family right and left. God, you're blessing me with a new house, a new car. God, these blessings are incredible. I'm right now in a Kronos time. This is a season God has me in. You'll lose, time, you'll lose track of time, of Kronos time. That's why, well, don't let me get ahead of myself. When you're in an emotional pain, there's no uh, Kairos. Your life is so burdened that each second seems like an hour. Each minute is a day. Each day is a month. Each month is a year. That's why kids feel when they're in school. That's why the psalmist asked God to do something quickly. They were in a season in their life, this psalmist was, that he didn't like. Wanted God to do something quick. The psalmist pours out the anguish of his soul to God. Have you felt similar pain? Have you ever been there where you just wanted to pour out everything to God and you just come to God and just lay it all out there? God, everybody's been doing bad. They pulled my hair. They poked me in the nose. They poked my eyeballs. God, nobody loves me. We call them a pity party a lot of time. Have you ever been there? I have. God, I can't believe there being so many. I'm a likable guy. I know everyone in this room has felt pain from this life at one time or another. I want to read these next few verses and some commentary that I read. Uh, I want to read some commentary as we go along here. Psalms 102 and 3 says, For my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burned like a hearth. The commentary on that, it says, A sense of accomplishing nothing. Days vanish like smoke. Deep bodily aches from the trauma. My bones burn like glowing embers. Psalms 102 and 4. My heart is stricken and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. Because of the sound of my groaning, my bones cling to my skin. 
The commentary says, a Sahara desert condition in your emotions, intellect, and will. My heart is smitten and withered like grass. I have no appetite, followed by weight loss. I forget to eat. I am reduced to skin and bones. I told you tonight would be different. It's just, I love reading this and reading this commentary because it, it gets down to the brass taxes of what this guy is saying, what this psalmist is saying right here. Psalms 102 and 6, I am like a pelican of the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. I lie awake and I am like a sparrow alone on the housetop. He said sleeplessness alongside a sense of desolation, an owl among the ruins, a bird all alone. Verse 8 says, my enemies reproach me all day long. Those who uh, deride me swear an oath against me. He said, acute sense of hurt over what someone else has done to you. Enemies taunt, taunt us and rail against us. How many has ever been there before? Somebody said some things that was not true about you. I know these, these youth sitting over here tonight, there's going to be things said about you this year in school that's not true, that's going to be hurtful, that it's going to really make you mad, and you want to take care of business, you want to black their eyes, don't do that. Give it to God. Give it to God. Give it to God. Verse 9 says, For I have eaten ashes like bread, and mingled my drink with weeping says meals are tasteless and the dinner table is depressing i eat ashes as my food as my food and mingle my drink with tears verse 10 says because of your indignation and your wrath for you have lifted me up and cast me away he said feelings even god has turned against you there's been times where you feel like god where are you where are you have you not only I can't find you, but God, it looks like you're doing this to me. Where are you, God? Have you turned against me? Because of your great wrath, you have thrown me aside. Verse 11 says, my days are like a shadow that lengthens, and I wither away like grass. He said, gloom and personal darkness. My days are like the evening shadow. I wither away. I'm going to stop right there because he starts to change here in just a minute. How awful to be in such a desolation of soul and brokenness and spirit. This writer of Psalms 102 is. The good news is the psalmist didn't end his prayer at verse 11. He didn't end the prayer at verse 11. And you know what? Me and you, we can't end at verse 11 either. We have to go on. We have to go on. When we hurt, we have to dig in. We have to press in. We have to keep going on. God wants to hear from us, and he wants you to tell him exactly how you feel. He already knows. He understands. But he still wants you and I to express ourselves. He wants that relationship. I can come honestly. I, I mentioned this morning about Shelly's outfit. She said, do you like these shoes or do you not like them? I know how to answer them things. But sometimes I had to be... Dead, set, honest, and say, girl, you don't look good in them shoes. We had to get real sometimes. She's throwing away some of my clothes. I was like, no. I love them socks. My five toes fit in all five of them holes in them socks. 
I knew they needed to go. God knows. He understands. But he wants to have that relationship, that honest relationship we can have with him. He already knows what we're thinking. Well, if I don't say it out loud, then it will never come to fruition. Well, if I don't say it out loud, God doesn't know what's going on. If I don't say it out loud, you know, if you don't say it out loud, the devil doesn't know what's going on. But God still knows the heart. He already knows what we're thinking. We're not hiding any feelings from him. Let's continue to listen to the psalmist. Verse 12. But you, O Lord, shall endure forever. He's making a turn. This roller coaster is going, I guess it's going down because that's the fun part of roller coaster, right? Going up is like the boring part. And then going, I don't like the roller coaster, by the way. It makes my tummy sick. But you, O Lord, shall endure forever. And the remembrance of your name to all generations. He said, our pain is real, but so is God's power. Hallelujah. Our pain is real, but so is God's power. Our time is short, but God's reign is eternal. Hallelujah. We think, man, is this ever going to end? You know, we got to get stop being so short-sighted and realize we're, we're working towards something. We're working towards a goal. We're going to go to heaven. We're going to be living forever. I tell it like this. We're going to live forever. It's for us to choose where we're going to live it at. God is eternal. Hallelujah. Psalms 102 and 13 says, You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. For your servants take pleasure in her stones and shall favor to her dust. He's not unfeeling towards us. He understands. He knows. He understands. Verse 15 through 17. So the nations shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth glory your glory. For the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory, he shall regard the prayer of the destitute, and shall not despise their prayer. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that it doesn't matter what kind of prayer you're praying, when you're in, when you're in desolation, when you have things going wrong, he doesn't despise your prayer. He's not upset. You're, Roxanne, you've come to me so many times. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. That's the way I feel. Drew, you've come to me so many times. How many times are you going to come with me this, with this issue? What, how many times are you going to keep coming to me? When are you going to learn? Surely, he who holds power over the nations and rebuilds Zion will also respond to our personal needs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 18 through 22, this will be written for the generations to come, that people yet to be created may praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For he looked down from the height of his sanctuary, from heaven the Lord viewed the earth, to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to release those appointed to death, to declare the name of the Lord in Zion, and his praise in Jerusalem, when the peoples are gathered together, and the kingdoms to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. This is what he said. We need to take a long look at the remaining chapters yet to be written in our lives. What will, what will the final chapters of your life say? Decades down the road, if the Lord tarries, our biography will have a testimony of how God kept us, how God delivered us in this time of vulnerability. Can you imagine it's a, it's a testimony of what God's going to bring you through. If God, if God sees fit to not come back and get his children, the chapters of your life are being written right now. Your life's not over. The book's not over. You're going to see. You're going to see one day 
what God's going to do in your life. We've heard the term tunnel vision. We all can say this is straight in front of us. I, I preached it this morning. The Dead Sea was straight, or the Red Sea was right in front of uh, the Israelites. It was a dead end for them. But faith allows us to skip ahead and see that glorious day when we're no longer in that tunnel. I heard somebody talking about a tunnel. He said, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I heard somebody else said, yeah, it's a train. You better get out of the way. Psalms 102 and 23. He weakened my strength in the way. He shortened my days. He said, from his expression of strong confidence in God, the psalmist plunges straight back into the pit of depression. Don't be surprised about wavering feelings when you're hurt. I said, there thinking about that. He starts off crying out to God. Then he has a few verses in there. He's just so excited. And he's just a, a faith builder. And then all of a sudden, he starts climbing up again on the roller coaster. But God, I know your faith. I know you're a great God. And, and generations to come is going to hear this story. But God, you see where I'm at right now. Nothing's changed yet, God. He's, he's already said my strength is weakened. He's going down again. Pain will keep slicing into your praise. I'll say it again. Pain will keep slicing into your praise. If we don't continue to praise, continue even when we don't feel like it. If we don't keep giving of ourselves, if we don't keep going to church, if we don't keep doing kingdom work, it's going to slice away at you. Over and over and over. You, you may even blame God for what's happening. God, you know, if you'd have given me a better mate, if you'd have did this for me better, if you did this. He's a big God. He can take that. But he also knows the truth. I had somebody picked out for you, and you chose that one. I had a plan for you, and you chose that business. Let's be honest. Verse 24 said, I said, oh, my God. Do not take me away in the midst of my days. Your years are throughout all generations. Commentary says, learn from the psalmist. In those moments of despair, keep talking to the Lord. Even though here he was being depressed again, keep talking to the Lord. Keep talking to the Lord. Even when you don't feel like going to church, even when you don't feel like giving, even when COVID-19 has beat you on the head so many times, you're just like, God, just go ahead and take us all, kill us all, wipe us off the face of the earth. We're done. Keep talking to God. Keep talking. Don't give up. Don't, don't ever give up. You'll be absolutely amazed at the words that you say. Because you know what? When you keep talking to God, after a while, he's going to spark something down inside. He's going to spark. A scripture will come to your mind. You say, I can do all things through Christ. Wow. Hallelujah. I feel his anointing. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You, you, you'll be absolutely amazed at the words, and, and they're so powerful, and faith the Holy Ghost puts in our heart immediately following our own statement, statements of hopelessness. God, I can't do this. Do you know what? When I, when I find myself down praying, I'm praying, I say, God, I can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. And after a while, he, he's, he's let me know, you're right, you can't, but I can through you. We have to understand that the feeling of being cut off actually springboards the psalmist into making one of the most memorable statement of God's eternity ever expressed. We're in verse 25 now. Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, 
but you will endure. Yes, they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will change them, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. Hallelujah. Sometimes people don't share the truth with believers who are struggling with hurts. People say, you know what, if you're hurting about something, if you're, it's probably because you're doing something wrong. That, that's what it is. It's all your fault. It, you've, you've did something. Shelly, you can come back if you want. You may have been told to repress your pain. Deny it. Don't speak it. It's not faith if you say you've got problems. I heard that all the time growing up. The charismatic movement swept the nation. And that's what it said. Just claim it. Name it and claim it. Don't you dare say something's wrong. Preacher was at camp meeting. He had a Cadillac there. And his own son threw a rock through his Cadillac windshield. He was a name and claim it preacher. Somebody walked up to that preacher and said, just claim it ain't broke. There you go. Just praise God. Just praise God and everything will be all right. You, you don't need to be talking about your problem. Just praise God. It'll be all right. That's what you're told. You know what? We have real problems. I live in a real world that has real problems. But there are days when that advice seems smooth talking or superficial. And because of that, we feel condemned because we don't have enough faith. This psalm shows you that God permits you to be human. Well, I was in youth work. I would say that all the time. How many humans do we have here tonight? Sometimes, Toby, everybody didn't raise their hand. I was like, something's among us that we didn't know not of. We didn't know what they were. God allows you to be human. He give you the emotions that you have. He did. Are you guys sleepy yet? Taylor said, yeah. Or maybe he was just scratching his head and I thought he said, yeah. Stand with me. I want to tell you, you're free to tell God how bad you really feel. You can also tell him your doubts. You can even, or he'll, he'll even let you blame him for it. He knows the truth, but he'll, he'll let you blame him. As you talk with him, he'll be talking back with you. And, you know, that's the great thing about it because we can tell him all of our needs. And when we're in that, when we're in that spot where we can communicate with God, and we're telling him all of our needs. We're in a perfect spot for him to speak to us. When we're bowed down on our knees telling God, God, you know I have this, 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 this. Just listen for a moment. He's got a word for you. He's going to give you direction. He's going to talk. He loves you too much to leave you where you're at. Hallelujah. Ultimately, he'll bring you to a final position of confidence. The last verse of that chapter says, The children of yours, your servants will continue, and their descendants will be established before you. I want you to know that God loves you so much that he cares about everything in your life. We can feel safe in telling him our innermost secrets. We can blurt out our hurts and our pains because he already knows. We can tell him that we don't, See the good of what we're going through. This pain, this hurt, I don't see where it's beneficial at all. God, I don't see a good ending to this chapter of my life. But I do realize it's just a chapter. 
and you have the final say of how my story ends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you listen to me without condemnation. He may convict you, but he's not the accuser. You put hope in our heart, Father, by reminding us who you are. You are the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper. I know you're probably playing something, but can we, can we sing that one? All right. Right now, if you would, I want to pray for whoever wants to be prayed for. If you have a special need and you're probably thinking, well, we didn't pray for anybody. I want to pray for any needs that we have in the house tonight. And while she sings this song, I want us to come boldly before the throne. We can tell God everything that's going on. He already understands. But let's recognize him for who he is and what he can do in our lives. And as she sings, I, w- I want you just to come up here. And if you don't need prayer, come up here and worship a little bit. You can, there's plenty of room to social distance. You can get all the way in that corner over there. If you're worried about that, let's worship God a few minutes, all right? Amen. Amen.